Wilds, Big 21. No one's ever been this close to one before. Are you quoting Top Gun? Maybe. Hey there, everybody. I am Brad. And I'm Court, and we'll be discussing the latest episode of The Legends of Tomorrow, titled White Knights. We both write for PureFandom.com, and we got a lot to talk about after this week's episode. You can check out some of the other articles and reviews, as well as a bunch of other awesome writers over at PureFandom.com. We're both looking forward to the return of Sci-Fi's 12 Monkeys, and we'll be discussing that and on a podcast later on down the road. Okay, and you can check out our other podcast, Sci-Fi Rewind. You can check us out over at iTunes, Stitcher, or by visiting www.SciFiRewind.com. Uh, the two of us talk about a bunch of different TV shows that we're watching or movies, like we're going to be talking about Deadpool next week, right? Oh, yes. We'll totally talk <laughs> about Deadpool. Uh, we also talk about latest news for TV shows and movies and things like that. But tonight, all our focus is totally on Legends of Tomorrow. So let's jump into it, right, B? Yes, go for it. Okay. So this most recent episode was episode four, titled White Knights. And the synopsis for that, false was, the Time Masters want to make a deal with Rip, or so they say. An awesome friendship is formed as Sarah and Kendra wrestle with their respective monsters within. Stein and Jax are still having issues with their partnership. Captain Cold and Ray go undercover at a Russian ballet. Cold's got some skills, Ray not so much. Mick just wants to shoot everybody and enjoy the med bay's morphing drip so that should be fun right it should be i'm totally confused why was this episode called white knights well because at one point uh when captain cole comes up and he's able to smooth talk the lady and ray's like what what happened i don't understand and like he's captain cole's like well she doesn't want a white knight like he's no white knight (laughs) okay gotcha or no 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 um, the, the girl is, was like, thanks for rescuing me from Ray, who was doing a very bad job of trying to talk her up. And he's like, uh, no, I'm no white knight or something like that. Uh, he doesn't do any rescuing. Okay. Gotcha. I totally yeah. missed that. And I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. But know. yeah, that's, that's what it was. And plus, you know, they're the white knights, white hats. There you go. They're yeah. the good guys. All right. Snow's white. Snow's white. <laughs> <laughs> Until it turns yellow. Yeah. <laughs> So, did- <laughs> this episode was directed by Antonio Negri. Writing credits were Sarah Nicole Jones and Phil Klemmer. Okay. So, did you expect this to be a two-parter? I did not expect that at all. Throughout the entire episode, I you know, I was just waiting for it to have its beginning, the middle part, and then the resolution, and then we would start with something new. We would go to a new time period next week. I didn't see this at the end of this episode at all. No. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm totally with you because I was sitting there watching and going, well, okay, we need to wrap this up here a little bit. Okay, so Stein's going get to the, get the, get the, get the uh, power core out, and then we're going to get this done. Oh, no, everybody got taken hostage. Yeah. This isn't good. We're out and, of time. What happened? Yeah, and you know what? I can appreciate that because we, we had certain expectations of it, and it didn't go there. Right. And it wasn't predictable. So that, that works for me. Yeah, exactly. And... I thought that this two-parter was much better than the two-parter, the pilot two-parter. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. This finally feels like things are coming together, and the team is just that, a team and on mission, even if they're effing things up. There's that. Now, one thing that we'd missed this week, we didn't see Vandal at all. It's one of the things I would kind of like to see. You know, Well, we don't necessarily have to see him, but if we're having this weekly thing about chasing down all his little projects... Mm-hmm we can at least deal with his minions 
if and if we're dealing with the minions, let's see some of the ones that are a little higher up in the ranking. You know, the ones that got to drink the blood and got the extra hundred years on them. They should be it, hanging around. Well, it's it's like a video game where you have to get to the different levels. So right now they're only dealing with like the underlings for right now. Right. And well, I was I was very much cool with not seeing him. I don't want to see him every week. Or have it being high stakes every week where, oh, my God, we almost got him. Oh, no, we didn't because he outmaneuvered our heroes in training. Like, we already know that they're not a total team just yet, and they're not really that good at what they're doing. And, like, how many times can, can they encounter him and he outmaneuver them before we all get tired of it? And we're like, I don't need to see this anymore because it's the same thing every week. It's Bugs Bunny and um, Elmer Fudd every week. Oh, no, I agree. I'm totally agreeing with that. I'm just saying, like, he has these other minions in there. I, I would just kind of like to see a recognizable face again. Like the dude who almost got his face stabbed last week by Sarah? Exactly. I'd be cool with that. Just um, bring up I, a couple, because we had a lot of focus on them. I was saying there's more time down the road, but it would be kind of cool to actually go, okay, this isn't a brand new group of people that we'll never see again. Yeah. Because they well, brought up the whole, you know, they, they live longer after drinking the blood. Right. A vampire, so let's see them. Well, well you know, we're probably going to see them anyway. Since they drink the blood, they'll live for 100 years, and we can go timey-wimey wherever we want to. So 100 years from now, they'll encounter that same guy that Sarah almost uh, chopped his head off, right. but didn't. I, yeah, we totally need to see him again. Now, I was very glad that we saw the Time Masters finally pop back up. This was the fourth episode, and they they disappeared after the first half of the uh, pilot, right? Right. We we saw them at the beginning, and the only other thing that we saw after that was Kronos showing around. Right. Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett. It was it was good to see them and kind of finally get a gauge on what the consequences were. Because you and I have been complaining for weeks that they're not following any of the time rules. They're changing things, and they're not caring about any of the ripple effects. Well, we did see Zayman, uh, what was his name? Zayman Druce, mm-hmm. who was Rip's mentor. Yeah. Basically said, dude, it's going to take like a hundred years to clean up your mess. Basically. And I, that's the part that was really cool. It's like, okay, they know everything is totally screwed up, but it's not screwed up enough that we have totally destroyed the time masters in the future. They're probably still in like a little bubble or something, but they're there. So they're chasing them down. Yeah, and it's it's the little ripples and different things that they're going to have to adjust. So that might be what happened with uh, Cold's father last week. You know how you were talking about Final Destination, right? And where things you know come back on track to where they're supposed to be. It, maybe that's what they do. They make sure that person that's supposed to die is, dies, or they make sure that that person gets that job or doesn't get this job. I I think we're going to find out more about what happened with uh, Snart's dad. Yeah. And stuff like that later on down the road. Because that's like this huge thing. They just can't let that drop. Well, as long as it doesn't mess up, my golden glider somehow popping up somewhere. I love that chick. Right. Yeah, we totally have to have her. Yeah. So, speaking of women, let's talk about the birds of prey. <laughs> Sarah and Kendra. Getting together and working out some issues. I was totally taken back at in the Pentagon when Kendra had her own little bloodlust thing going on with the red eyes. Mm-hmm. Putting those two together who have both been resurrected seemed like a good idea for me. Or Rip's just like, hey, you two can help each other out. They have to learn somewhere. Mm-hmm. What was interesting, though, was see that they could both lose themselves in their own bodies. Sarah's blood uh, lust took over. And then 
uh, the hawk, the red Hawkeyes, where did that come from? The only thing I thought of the moment I saw that was that she was suddenly turned into Lucifer. <laughs> she did not turn into Tom Ellis, <laughs> although that would be awesome. She was feral at that point, and the hawk was in total control. I guess the, the hawk itself has the red eyes. We've never seen that on the show because Carter, you know, at one point you said that he was one with his hawk. So for for her, for Kendra, she doesn't have complete control of herself. She's dealing with all the grief and everything and then having this new part of herself that she never knew. And she's not sure how to find that balance between Kendra and the hawk. And it's the same thing for Sarah. She has to find that balance between the bloodlust and her human self that she thinks she lost. Okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, they, they did make a really good team there. They did, and I was very happy. I love it when two girls or two women can get together and kind of fight it out and, you know, face the world and kick butt and not have it just be about this guy or that guy or whatever. Yeah, they were having their own thing. No one was going, oh, Carter left me and he's dead and I can't. No, we no mention to Carter whatsoever. It's yeah. all about, you know, training and kicking butt. Right, and anytime she talked about it, she was talking about how she felt out of control with herself. She didn't right. say t- she didn't say anything about Carter. The only mention that we got from, about Carter was uh, Sarah and Rip talking, and then later Rip having um, issues because he he feels to blame for getting Carter killed. Right, the Pentagon heist. This is why <laughs> there is higher security in that building now. Yeah, totally. You know, you know the thing that got me from this scene was that Rip might not have ever uh, led a team before. And I actually think his mentor said something like that. He's like, you've never done this because they're, you know, time lords, so they're time masters, so they just go about things by themselves. The man knows a lot, but his leading skills need some help. Yeah, I think he said when you get more than one person involved, when you have a team involved, like that's when chaos can come in. However, when you have Rip, even on his own, chaos can ensue, just like when we saw he went back in time to take out Savage. Right. And just you can take everything down. So now we got all these people running around. Yeah. Rip doesn't even have a flying license after all. So there's that. <laughs> Zayman Drews, Time Master Extraordinaire, said they sent in an EMP, or electromagnetic pulse, to take care of the videos and everything else that, you know, made sure that no one knew they were actually there. Mm-hmm. Did they send somebody to fix that big hole in the roof that Firestorm made also? <laughs> that or people's memories it's just something that, that i guess will be kept under wraps they said that the, the government will make sure that nobody actually hears that this ever happened what i think they need they need to get gideon to create that flashy bulby memory eraser thing from men in black especially if they're just going to be well incognito well not in a, in, incognito with their with everything that they're doing if they're not going to care what they're doing they need to be able to do it in such a way where they can erase people's memories <laughs> You're not going to flashy bulb me anymore. How many times <laughs> have you done that? Yeah, that would be, that's what they need. Look at the light. One thing that I would like to have, and I, I'm hoping that we get it eventually, is a little bit more backstory on the Time Masters and, mm-hmm. and this Kronos guy. Right. Now, is it, I wonder if there anything like, were you talking about it before where it was a Star Trek episode where uh, like these people would freeze time and they would fix things the way they were supposed to be? Yeah, it was, a, um, and okay. I still don't look that up what they were, but in Star Trek, more or less, it's in the in the next generation and beyond, like Voyager and all that stuff. Were they involved with Q at all? No, they weren't involved no. with Q, okay. but they're involved with Starfleet, and they go back and fix ip- ep- uh, issues in time. Mm-hmm. So Q is his own thing; he just runs around and you know does what he well, wants to do. I've decided at this point we're too stuck on Star Trek and the Prime Directive. 
and they don't care on this show. And I'm not going to drive myself crazy every week. Oh, I'm not doing that either because they <laughs> they just do what they want to do and it's all good. Who knows? Whatever. Ripple, ripple, ripple. Ripple, ripple, <laughs> ripple, ripple, ripple. Um, who else we got? Stein and Jax. Yes. Stein is catching on that. He, well, he understands more and more that he's a jerk, but he's not wanting to lose Jax like he did with Ronnie. And I thought that was a kind of a powerful moment when mm-hmm. he comes, when he, you know, speaks, speaks about this because he blames himself for Ronnie's death. And you can see that regardless of what he says, he really has no control over what Jax actually does when they're joined. Mm-hmm. And if, he doesn't want to listen. That brings him right back to Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Stein was inside Ronnie's head when, you know, Ronnie's death happened. When Ronnie was the one that said, you know what? I can take care of this. You know, you can imagine Stein was like, no, don't do it. So you can see where Stein's coming from with his trying to, I don't know, trying to uh, uh, control Jax a little bit more or get him to, not take as many chances because I because he's really, um, how would you say he's really kind of he's connected with the boy? Yeah, like a, when Ronnie died, a piece of him literally died because they were they were a part of each other. And before Jax came, like he would have died without him, without his other half. Like right. they they complement each other. Like they can't live without each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really glad that they put this in there about Ronnie because I, I love Stein and I love Victor Garber so so much. But he was killing me with all the with his bossiness and always telling Jax what to do. And I understood that he he only wanted to do right for the kid, but I never understood like this was where it was coming from. I, my my mind didn't go back that far. Right, and and it made the, his whole scene with that make so much more sense as soon as yeah. we got to that point. Yeah, especially after what he said about his mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta go see my mom. Well, if you're dead, you can't go see him, so. Yeah. And he's like, you did that on purpose. Let's talk about a little bit about the ripples in time travel. Okay. Um, because of Firestorm. Mm-hmm. Vandal is trying to make his own. Yeah. He's just going to make his own little Firestorm and have it. Yeah. Going. I mean, it's not like he can make his own Hawk Girl, so... Well, he was going to try to make his own Adam, but they got the piece back. Right. And I don't know. There's no, who else could he make? He can't, you know, unless he finds a Lazarus bit and throws somebody in there. Who knows? Yeah, he can't do too much with cold or uh, heat wave either. Well, I'm sure he's found some villains that he can deal with, but they don't have cool guns and cool one-liners, so. Yeah, but, like, Firestorm would be the way to go. Like, that dude swallowed a nuclear explosion. Well, if you can make one, you can make more than one. Yeah, so you saw been, the the bodies lined up. Right, yeah, they've been trying to do it. So you make a whole lot of firestorms, we'll have that. Uh, right, I, and so we were. they were in 1986 this time. What was it, 1975? Yes, I believe so. All right, okay, so 11 years. Whoa. Yep. Uh, this episode, Ray was the single guy without a teammate. <laughs> and he took on the role of Jax from last week. He just kind of hung around and said stuff. He did try to pick up the uh, scientist, but, you know, Snart was so much more the ladies' man than he is. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, uh, Captain Cole was very, very smooth. Like, Wentworth Miller, he played that. He, he is so good as Captain Cole. Um, but for Ray, 
I see. I, I didn't. Like, Jax last week, like you said, he was just a ride along. But Ray is very much involved anytime, like he's in any partnership with any of the other characters. I, I enjoy his character very, very much. Um, this time around, like you said, he was he was riding with Snart. Uh, you're trying to talk the lady up, and of course that didn't work because he's not so much of a charmer, um, even though he's very he's very adorable. He's like this awesome mixture of Cisco, Diggle, and Felicity Smoke. <laughs> the, the last two are from Arrow, for those who don't know. But like, if you really think about it, he like he has all those just different characteristics. Like he's very witty, like Cisco, and smart. Um, Diggle, he can be kind of tough, like Diggle, and Felicity Smoke. He's just as smart as she was or is. Different show. <laughs> I still love the fact that um, Leonard had to steal a, a, the key card and the wallet because he just couldn't stop from doing it. It was just like a trained reflex. Sorry. <laughs> He's no white knight. <laughs> Heat wave. There's his big arc this whole entire, entire episode was this. Mr. Rory, how would you like to accompany me on a little mission? Well, I get to use my gun. And near certain likelihood. Lead the way, Captain. All he wanted to do was use his gun. Use his gun and get the morphine drip. <laughs> the morphine drip and use his gun. That was his character arc this episode, which was perfect because he got to use his gun and he, you know, beat up some people. <laughs> him having the uh, the our monstering match in the Pentagon was great. Oh, for sure. I got him. And at the end there where he got taken prisoner, he was just, he had already been shot and he was still beating the crap out of everybody that was trying to take him down. Rory's a big guy. He's got it going on. And Leonard really didn't want to leave him behind. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of affected. You know, we don't leave anybody behind. So now we have two partnerships that are broke up. We have, you know, Leonard and Jax are alone. So I've got a feeling they'll be teaming up to get their partners back. Because Jax seemed really concerned after Stein was taken. Yeah, because at a point, like I said before, th- that's his partner. They're connected, not in the way that uh, Kendra was connected to Carter, but they are each other's other half. Right. And he does care about him, even though he's a bossy old man. Mm-hmm. But at the heart of it, he's bossy because he cares. He didn't want. He doesn't want him to see him die like Ronnie died. Exactly. Uh, people who do not listen very well would have to be Ray when you know Leonard said, you know, shut down a reactor, and he doesn't do it. Right. Because, you know, because Ray's an Eagle Scout. Yeah. How are we doing, Boy Scout? Uh, point of fact, I completed all 21 merit badges, including nuclear science, so I'm an Eagle Scout. <laughs> I love him. And I'm sorry, how do you get a, um, a, a badge for uh, nuclear science? I don't know. I'm not an Eagle Scout. Okay. I wasn't okay. even a Boy Scout, so I don't have anything for you. Okay. I was in the Navy, so there we go. That's all I oh, That's even better. Yar. <laughs> So, favorite scenes from this week, or you got any? You got any ending thoughts on this episode? It just, I, I really enjoyed this episode. I think I enjoyed this episode more than the past three. They finally seem to be coming together as a team, and like the, for me, the the worst thing or the thing I most complained about, besides the ripples, was the fact that they would all each go off and you know have their partnerships or groups and go off and do their own thing. Whereas this time. Everybody was on the same mission for the most part. Um, I'm not counting Rip and the Time Masters. Like, that was its own thing, which was fine. But it, it feels like it's coming together. It feels like that they're actual team now. Well, the only ones that weren't in that last part were the birds, and they weren't very happy about not being invited. Yeah, they're going to be very upset. But that's okay, because they were, they were pulling their crap together for next time. 
the birds. They had to conquer their monsters within. Yes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the birds. Speaking of the birds. Uh, that was one of my favorite scenes was Attack of the Birds in the Pentagon. Can I call <laughs> them the birds or do we got to find a better nickname for the pair of them? Yeah, we do have to find a better nickname because uh, we can't call them the Hawks because Carter's not there for now. I, I, I have every faith that he's going to come back at some point in time in the future. A different Carter. Though his name will be different. His name won't be Carter. He'll be somebody else. Yeah. They're not two. They're not not a flock of birds because they're only two birds. Ooh, birds of prey. Yeah, that's kind of. (laughs) A canary's not a bird of prey. I don't know. I'll work on that one and see what I can come up with. Hawking a canary. Hmm. Are ladybirds? Ladybirds. Hey, ladybirds works. Okay. I'm good with that. So, ladybirds (laughs) attacking the Pentagon. I love to see it. It was great. Yeah, I need to see them work together more. Yeah, they both kind of lost control and started beating up people. This is true. I like Kendra's attack. That's awesome with the scratching in the face. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I forgot what Sarah called it later. But she she said something about um, how Kendra messed up that one dude's face. And she said something specifically about it. I meant to write it down. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. It was hilarious, though. Guys, go back and watch it. Watch that (laughs) scene. Watch all of Kendra's and Sarah's scenes over and over again and memorize it. So we'll we'll discuss it next week. (laughs) Um, For me, my favorite scene, uh, of course, Kendra and Sarah throwing throwing down, and then Sarah losing control and trying to choke Kendra out. And then, of course, them coming together. I also enjoyed seeing Leonard getting his flirt on after the Russian chick shot poor Ray down. (laughs) And we already talked about it, but I did like hearing Stein admit why he's being so hard on Jax. He doesn't want to lose him like he lost Ronnie. So your MVP of the week? My MVP of the week is Ray. He's had some great lines and interactions with just about everybody so far. Last week we saw him working with Stein and this week Leonard. It just, it works. I especially love how excited he got when he was explaining what a Telefax was though. Like really dude? You're such a geek. I love you. You're awesome. This Telefax concerning Savage's last known whereabouts. Holy what? It's like an email. Uh, On paper. Wow. That's totally useless. Like, he was so giddy when he did it. Like, that and the, um, what's it called? This one. Remember, Dr. Palmer, that shutting down the core incorrectly can lead to the creation of strange lips, black holes, and uncontrolled fusion reactions that consume the universe. See? I was listening during class, Professor. <laughs> well, that one and the Top Gun homage that you guys heard at the top of the show. Yes. Like, that was awesome. I have to agree. Ray was like one of my favorite characters this week. And we know how I start off with going like, who's this Ray guy and why should I like him? Because he's Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> well, that We're was... not allowed to say that. <laughs> oh, okay. Who's this Ray? Because he's there and he's like the Atom. He's small. Because I didn't know who he really was. I didn't have that much with him. And he's grown every week. I grow to like him more and more. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's the biggest geek ever. And it's the funnier part about it. He's just there. I'm telling you, he's that awesome mix, mix of Cisco, Felicity, and Diggle. Right. It's, it's the Top Gun homage was the greatest thing in the world. I loved it. It was so much fun. Yeah, I just need more lines like that. I can see why it looks like they're trying to make him uh, the front man for the show. Yes. Any more, especially back in the 80s, uh, you know, Top Gun was in the 80s. Uh, Side note, I was an F-14 mechanic. Yeah. But (laughs) (laughs) so that was one of my most, oh. And what else did you have for favorite lines there? Oh, just Sarah calling Kendra's hawk Big Bird. (laughs) Yes. Like we were doing just fine until Big Bird here went nuts. (laughs) I, uh, 
my other favorite lines was with Rory uh, Heatwave and his wanting to use his gun. And the best one was right, you know, at the end there when he was taken prisoner. You better kill me now. If I ever get my hands on you, I'm going to get all Rocky Four on your ass. <laughs> yes, that was awesome. <laughs> I just die laughing. I'm like, I love these writers for this show because they're brilliant. I'm just saying it right there. There you are. Yeah, any complaints I ever have about any of the any of these shows, whether it be Flash, Arrow, or this one, or Supergirl, it, it will never be about the lines or the chemistry between the cast. It's all awesome. Yes. So what else you got? Anything? Um, that was pretty much all I had. I know uh, soon we're going to be working on our Sci-Fi Rewind podcast, and we're going to talk about The Flash this week. The yes, Flash was awesome, guys. Yeah. If you're not watching The Flash, at least just watch this episode. From last week. Oh, yes, God. Earth 2 was great. Welcome to Earth 2. You're going to have to watch the next one next week, too, because, you know, part two of Earth 2. Yes. I guess maybe that should have been a signal to, to us that there was a two-parter. Right. I wonder if Arrow was a two-parter. I'm not sure. Well, if you aren't already there, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. We got a bunch of different stuff out there, and there are tons of other killer writers filling the stuff up with amazing fandom articles. I just did an article on the uh, new Star Trek series coming out. I'm actually going to do a couple more Star Trek ones on other things that people haven't heard of. So, awesome. That. And oh, yeah, if you're a Walking Dead person, I did the recap of the first eight episodes of Fear the Walking Dead Flight 462. So you can catch up on that whole six minutes of your life you missed. Yeah, apparently a lot happened in that six minutes that we never noticed the, when we were trying to watch it during the show and being annoyed because nothing was really happening, but things were actually really happening. I noticed this. That's why I wrote about it. I know. I'm glad you did. Thank you. So what do you got? Uh, let me see. I don't really have too much else. We'll just be doing this podcast every week, so please be sure to let us know what you thought. Who was your favorite character? Who was your MVP? What was your favorite line? What are you looking forward to? Were you happy to see the Time Masters? What do you want, people? What do you want to see? You want Rory back? I want Rory back. I love Rory. Yes. So, if you had a favorite moment of the week, anything like that, just hit us up in the comment section below. Hit us up on uh, the Twitters. You can find us there. I'm Brad ZB. And I'm Jen Dev. And if you're on the Twitters and you're tweeting during the show or you're tweeting at all, make sure you include the hashtag PeerFans and go to the Peer Fandom Facebook page as well and let us know what other fandoms you are enjoying. I know on like the page we're talking about everything. We've been talking about Outlander, Gilmore Girls, <laughs> everything. Most definitely. So go check it out. And till then, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. You want us to break into the Pentagon? Sounds awesome. It sounds crazy.